Xavier, I'd be rich if I had a dollar every time I heard someone say, man, I wish I knew 20 years ago what I know today about money. They need to be teaching about this stuff in school. Like the power of investing early. Compound interest. That alone would impact lives. Understanding and planning for taxes. Understanding the difference between both good debt and bad debt. Eric, what about all the stuff about money that business owners need to know? What kind of insurance should you be buying? The importance of contributing towards your retirement. They don't teach any of this stuff in school. Y'all sit back, get ready, because we are talking stuff about money they didn't teach you in school that you need to know. Welcome back to Stuff About Money. I'm Xavier Angel, Certified Financial Planner, joined today by Eric Garcia, Certified Financial Planner. How you doing today, Eric? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Today is uh, the first, uh, it is uh, February 2nd. It's the first day of, let's call it, real Mardi Gras parades. So I'm looking we're, forward we're about to, to get uh, we're about to get up and running. Speaking of Mardi Gras parades, mm-hmm. yeah, what you say, dude, I never knew that you were homecoming king in high school. Oh Lord, have mercy! <laughs> <laughs> what, what is this? Wait, what does this have to do with Mardi Gras, and it, why I, is this coming up? Because I was just I was thinking about Mardi Gras kings and the parades, and you get all. Why your, are you thinking about me in high school? And and king, wow, man. <laughs> Royalty. I would have never known. Oh, and what is that supposed to mean? So one more thing. What is that supposed to mean? You would have Before never known. Before the end is of it? the day, you've got to tell me the story about how your room got painted in high school. Lord have mercy. What the hell? What's going on? <laughs> what? <laughs> Unless you want to tell us now. Oh my gosh. Now, I happy heard, Mardi Gras. I heard bits and pieces of it. So happy, okay. happy Mardi Gras. But Anyway, t- today is today is going to be great. Have I done uh, something to you? No. Do we need to talk about something? Is there, do I need to do? We, do I need to confess something to you, or do we need to reconcile our relationship that that would cause you to to reminisce? Hey, we are family now, right? So we're starting to learn more and more about each other. So c- congratulations! It's been, you must been talking. To, you must have been talking to my wife or my mom or something. It's been what it it's we're going on four years of of our partnership here at uh, Plan Wisely. Four years. Four years. Is it that long? It it has. It seems like just yesterday. <laughs> it feels that long? No, it feels like ten. And, and um, I also want to tell you congratulations on getting your CHFC, your uh, Chartered oh, Financial Consultant you. designation. You, it yes, took, it got, took you long enough. I know, dude. I've been chasing you for a while. I can see your your certificate over your shoulder. Yes. I don't know if people can make that out, but I think you put it there to flex. I, I did. I've got the CFP on the other side and Loyola University behind me. So yeah, I'm I'm trying to flex every time. I got those in front of me. Mm-hmm. My Tulane, my CFP. I'm gonna get my CHFC certificate. So yeah, we I mean, like, we started the, the, down because we started down this road back in it had to be 2008, 2009. Well. Our first designation, like, yeah, first designation, yeah. which was the um, CLTC, Certified Long-Term Care Consultant. Mm-hmm. We started that back in 07. No, I didn't get that designation. We, we, met, we met in 2007 or 8. 7, 2007. 7 at a, I think it was an estate planning CE course or a course for one of the designations, either LUTCF or FSS or something. And I never, 
I never finished getting that designation. See, I, I thought it was a CLTC. No, I was never okay. in that course. Okay. Well, that well then, if it was, it would have been a CHFC. So that that's where we started. No, you're you're clearly the better academic. I heard than I. That's what I heard. Who I, told you that? I I cannot say who told me that. Yeah. So what well, we, we met in we, 2007. We were having a conversation about that. So we were talking about high school, and and all of this came up. So since we're reminiscing. <laughs> Yes, let's let's reminisce. In 2007, I was 10 years out of high school. We were both young in our careers, and um, clearly, we both valued, I guess, growing mm -hmm. and educating, grow, growing in our uh, in our industry. Yeah, absolutely. We, so yeah, the we, the chartered financial. I started down that path. I want to say like in 2014. And then um, something changed. I think it was the work that I was doing with with Dr. Matt Morris and kind of the collaboration that we were doing. And I realized like, oh, I want to do, I want to do more of the the certified financial planner work. And the reality is, the core coursework is is almost identical. It's very similar. Um, and I switched course in twenty fourteen or fifteen down the CFP path path, and finally got that in what seventeen, and then. Um, I needed a bunch of CE credit and realized I could take two more classes, two more courses that were, they were like practical application of financial planning. We had to write like five or six financial plans with business owners, divorced couples, special need planning. Um, but so all it, was, in all, it, it was an opportunity it, to, to opportunity go ahead. And also, it, it also helped you to continue your education and, and hone your skills. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's the most important thing about um, uh, going through these designations. I mean, it, it helps us. Right. Yeah. And, and I think if I were to relate this back to to money for our listeners, um, there's value in in growing in your space. Right. You and I work in several niche markets. And uh um, you know, on the insurance side, there's the um, you know, the CIC. It seems to be one that a lot of people are getting. But when you grow and you learn and, and you start to get more specialized in your niche, I think that's good. Well, a lot of these, a lot of these courses, depending on when you take them, you know, all the, all the material is updated. So it's also allowing us the opportunity to stay up on, on whether it's, it's, uh, from a tax standing plan, uh, standpoint, uh, estate planning, you know, they're, they're changing laws and regulations on a, on a regular basis. So constantly, congratulations, man. I, I'm, I'm glad you finally, um, catching up with me. Um, I feel educated. Yeah, with, I did get my CFP before you, though. Now you, yeah, you did, you did. So, but um, I got my CHFC before you. So, yeah. So let's 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 reminisce a little bit more. Let's let's talk. Let's tell some stories here. Let's tell some stories. So we met in two thousand and seven, and we hit it off. Mm -hmm. You you tell some story, <laughs> which I don't I don't remember this man about the shoes. <laughs> yeah, I do not remember that. I do not remember that at all. We're sitting, we're sitting in the in the class, and and um, you know, we both were were fairly new in the in the industry. We were probably, if I remember correctly, we were the two youngest people sitting in that room. Mm -hmm. I would venture to say no one else was probably within five to eight years of our age. Um, mm -hmm. And I needed some shoes because um, I, I I love my shoes. Right? Why were we talking about shoes? In a course on estate planning, I have no idea. I mean, that was that was seventeen years See, ago. Y'all think y'all? I think he's making this up. 
so all the stories I could make up would be about shoes. I, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I could find a better one than shoes. <laughs> but we wound up, we wound up going out and um, we went out and bought shoe shopping bought together. Shoe shopping together. Like we, we, Savior and I went shoe shopping together. Y'all believe that? That sounds like some made up story. If, if I'm, if if I remember correctly, it was buy one get one fifty percent off, and and we split the cost on these shoes. And good uh, uh, budding financial planners that we were, who were frugal, wanted to save money, right? It, is that, that, that's what is it was. That the story? And it yeah. and and if the, the other thing, I believe that class happened in the first quarter of the year. I have no idea. So we would be hitting. I was with Mass Mutual at the time, and okay. so uh, Homer Fuquay. You remember Homer? I can, never, I can never say his last name. Homer Fuquay. So he was the uh, he was a general manager who put this program on. And um, he just used that. Uh, he used that he, as it was a recruiting a, it tool. Was a That's recruiting all it was. Tool. Correct. I mean, ultimately, he wanted to get you over. Yeah. Um, he probably put me up to taking you shoe shopping to build that relationship with you. Are you serious? I think it, it, now, now I believe that. <laughs> I believe that. So, um, I mean, that was that was that was a tactic that uh, that he would have used. <laughs> Go out there and build a relationship with this guy Eric Garcia. So you're like a mole. You're like a mole, right? And and over right. the over the next what thirteen years? I mean, I I, I can remember us having conversations about who was going to make a change first. Were you coming? Yeah, we joked who's going to recruit who first. Right. That's right. Yeah. So, and here I am, forty years later. We we made that that move. We merged our practices. And your um, life has never been better and more complete, right? And I, I would say that about you as well. I, I think oh, I've made you more well-rounded. Oh, um, yes, because because you take me to Tonlin Kitchen every day and feed me bomb me sandwiches, uh, culture, bang bang bomb me. Oh boys, I bring culture. But you know, I I, I, I gotta <laughs> I gotta say, I, I think from a planning standpoint, we make each other better. We make each mm. other whole. Because yeah, yeah. we're we're learning and we're teaching each other things constantly. Yeah, I think this goes back to, and, and I wanted to bring up last week's or, or the the last um, episode on on resolutions, and um, uh, I, I think sometimes we, we we have these conversations that I think are like really good and deep conversations, and then we move on, and not just us, but people in general. Like I think sometimes. Our culture moves so fast. We don't sit in one thing long enough and reflect and consider. And um, I was I was listening to um, the episode because yeah, I'll listen to our podcast episodes for a couple reasons. One is just to make sure that they they came out they came out all right. But man, like I get inspired going back and listening to to some of the things that you say, some of the things I say. Sometimes I'll 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 give advice. Um, and it's as though I'm giving it to myself. So I like, mm -hmm. I'll listen. Like, this is, I, I need to hear this over and over and over again because I will get sidetracked. I will lose focus. Um, and we talked about accountability. And just this morning, uh, in that episode, I talked about the, the big ass calendar mm -hmm. that I can see kind of my, my year um, visually. I'm looking at it right now. I can see what my conferences are and, and, and some other things. But one thing I did, uh, and I updated it this morning, I wanted to keep a one page, annual plan by month. So I got my, my, okay. my big annual plan and then I want to break it down January. What are some things I want to stop doing in January? No more in February. So I redid it this morning. What are some things I want to stop doing in February? What are some things that I want to start doing 
in February? What are the key metrics that I want to track for my business, right? And that kind of mm-hmm. keeps me, that keeps my mind focused on the activity that needs to be done to, to meet those metrics. Um, then I also have some personal things in there. What are some some physical, um, spiritual, emotional disciplines that I want to pick up in in February? And some of them are an extension from from January. Uh, so my my goal for this year is to every month at the at the when the, at the beginning of the month is to go back, look at the previous months, see how I did on those things, and then what I want to do for the next month. But all that in keeping in mind and pointing me towards my annual goal and in, in, in the the goals that I set out for um, the year. So one of the pieces of advice that I gave myself at the beginning of the year we talked about was spend more on experiences with my family. So I took that as a result of our podcast episode. I took that. That was one of the, the individual kind of tasks or, or goals. I took that and I put it at the top. Okay. So that's going to stay fixed on that one pager for the entire year to remind me. Okay. Have you put anything down yet? Do you know what you're going to do? For Yeah. Uh-huh. Can you share it Dude. with us? I can share some of it with you. Sure. Okay. Accountability. Sure. What do you, you want to know? What do you want to know? Yeah. So, no, it's some, so some of it's content creation. Okay. Right. One of the things I want to do is just add a ton of value to my clients. So, uh, some of it has to do with what are some, some content things that we want to create. So, in the first, I would say the first part of this year, you and I have talked about really emphasizing estate planning, mm-hmm. talking about trusts and wills. And those types of things, beneficiary designations, succession planning. If you're listening, let me me put a a signpost right here. If you're listening, go check all your beneficiaries real quick on on your life insurance and and retirement accounts. All right. Um, And one of the one of the the other ones, and and you mentioned a couple of them, but for those for our business owners that are listening, the other part Mm -hmm. is succession planning. Yeah, that's part of estate planning, 100%. So, uh, but I, you know. Yeah, because your business business is a large part of your estate, 100%. Um, So, one of of it is content around estate planning. It's, it's, um, I'm having coffee, I think, next week with uh, um, an estate attorney who does some wills and successions. I'm going to pick his brain and and maybe plan out a podcast with with him. Uh, You do some work closely with, with an estate attorney as well. Uh, so we're talking about maybe bringing her on. So that's, that's part of the, the objectives for, for February. And then just some personal things, you know, from, and, a, from a physical standpoint, you mentioned, standpoint. and as you're mm-hmm. talking about this, I'm, I'm thinking, and I want to stress this as well. We all here, make sure we check our beneficiaries. Um, and we go and we check our life insurance policies and our IRAs. But I think the one place we forget that people forget to check their beneficiaries is they're on their company sponsored um, life insurance or uh, 401ks. So mm, definitely yeah. go out there, not just with the stuff that you're working with your financial advisor, but your company sponsored benefits. Check your beneficiaries. Um, all too often I get in there and the individuals have not designated a beneficiary on their 401k. So. Uh, make sure you're getting in there and, and checking on that stuff as well. Yeah. So that that's kind of what I have set out for February. We also have, uh, um, I have a couple of uh, traveling, a couple trips scheduled. We, we're going to 
New York, do some college visits with my daughter, and then I have a um, an annual retreat that I go on. And then we have um, a colleague of ours coming in town next week. By the time by the time you're listening to this, it will have already happened. We have a colleague coming in town, so we're gonna do a I think a fishing trip or something. Fly um, fishing. Fly fishing. I don't know anyone in South Louisiana that fly fishes. So you'll know me soon. <laughs> a fly fish. Never fly fished before. So, so are you getting in the water or are you fly fishing from the boat? I'm not getting in the water, dude. I'm not getting in the water. I, I'm just, you know, you talk, here, here, you, so, you talk so fly fishing. People are we're in sharing the water. and telling stories here. You know, one of my fears in life are what is it? My biggest fears in life has been in water where I can't see my feet. Mm. Well, you, you don't get in the water anywhere in South Louisiana, then, do you? Mm-mm. Outside of a pool. I, I do. I just don't like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I saw Jaws too much. Maybe just, you know, growing up as a, <laughs> as the child of Cuban immigrants and hearing all the stories of, of sharks in the Caribbean. I don't know, dude. Like I don't, I don't play with water where I can't see my feet. Well, let, let's hope Rich doesn't get upset with you and, and yeah. push you off. Cause, uh, I, I know you guys love to talk about, um, uh, planning and using some of the tools that we have and, and, um, Sharing knowledge. Um, well, you know, this is a, a kind of a free-for-all episode, right? You, we, we started talking about education and learning mm-hmm. and growing and kind of in expanding our knowledge in, in our space. But there's also something to be said about um, being in groups with other professionals in your space, with other advisors. You know, Rich is a financial planner as well. And we, we kind of approach planning. We have, we have a couple we, – we approach it from a different perspective. We have a different philosophy, so over the years, I like to think that I, I've sharpened his skill and made him a little bit better as a planner. Mm-hmm. And um, he certainly made me um, a better uh, planner. So having those times with other you know, advisors, and that's really, that was really the, the genesis of our relationship. For what, 13 years, we would connect, we would talk shop, we would, we would tell stories about, um, about client cases that we were working on, mm-hmm. we would we would give each other input. Hey, you know, I've I've dealt with that before. Here's how I would have dealt with it, and right. and I get to see how you dealt with it. And that's really kind of why we ended up getting together because we realized, man, there, there's an alignment and value here. Um, there's enough to there's enough difference that forces us to become better, but there's also an alignment in in values. So when um, it, you know, I think the other part of that is and and this is this is one of the things that attracted me to say, you know what, let me go ahead and make that move. We have an individual rich who's in a different part of the country. So how they deal with things in the northeast versus how we deal with things down here in Louisiana, I mean, we can we can we can learn off of each other. I was telling you uh Rich called me week and a half, two weeks ago, and Rich had a uh, question about this married couple and um, what happens if if they die. And I answered it, right? And Rich, he was like, how'd you know that? I was like, well, Rich, we live in a, in a community property state. So, you know, yeah. half of mine is half of Maureen's and vice versa. And uh, it, it threw him for a loop. And he had to remember that, you know, you do have a couple states that are community property states within the country. Yeah, especially that we have I mean, we have clients all over the all over the country. So right. that's, um, that's important. And that's part of the, the state planning thing that that we want to um, you know to, to visit and emphasize in the mm-hmm. beginning part of of the year with with people is like, man, I mean, look, life happens. This is this is why we 
this is why we do financial planning the way that we do. We, we don't see financial planning as a one-time event. I mean, financial planning is like an ongoing process, right? Because there's always new input. Mm-hmm. There's always law changes. There's always something that's going to, um, I would say, challenge maybe some of the decisions that we've made financially that we need to adjust to. Right. And that's why we've, we've you know, kind of built our business on that model of, hey, we're going to build our practice, our financial planning practice on this idea that financial planning is ongoing. You're not going to pay me one time up front. You're going to pay me ongoing. We're going to meet on a regular basis. Regular might be look different for, for, for different people because some people want to meet on a, on a more regular uh, schedule and some people are good with, with a little bit more space. Some people need a little bit more handholding, a little bit more direction. Some people are a little bit more of a, of a do-it-yourself. Or, but yeah, man, financial planning is, is ongoing constantly changing and uh, that's why we that's why we've decided hey we we think that this is best for our clients we're growing with our clients and our clients are growing with us yeah and, and i've seen it i've seen it over the past four years you know my- this, go- this goes back to the whole from uh the, the last podcast on on resolution why i don't like resolutions because no one keeps their resolution and part of the problem is we don't have accountability mm-hmm. so what we get to do what we get to do as financial planners is is in a, in a particular, in a certain sense, we become that accountability on your financial goals. Right. Right. You tell us. You tell us what's important to you. We put together a plan with you to meet those those objectives, those goals. Right. And then we help you implement and execute and maintain that as we go. And as new input comes in, we adjust the plan accordingly. That that's part of that accountability. And that's why, man. Look, if. If 1% of Americans keep their resolutions, okay, that's not a big number. And we know that the majority of resolutions have to do with finances and health, mm-hmm. right? Physical health and mental health. Well, it stands to reason that if you're picking something that's really important to you that you want to change in your life, hire somebody who's going to help you execute on those things, whether it's a, 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 tr- a fitness expert whether it's a financial planner, a, a, a therapist, you know, if, you, if you're looking on trying to get, uh, you know, emotionally healthy, if you're trying to up your leadership game as an executive, hire an executive coach, right? It, it stands to reason that you would spend money, right? We talk about this all the time. We want to align our spending with what we value. If I value getting my finances in order, if I value putting myself in a financial position to where I can sell my business sooner than later, um, retire earlier than most people. But it's the reason that you would spend your money on bringing someone in who's going to help you actually do that and accomplish that. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With MBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with MBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Well said, man. I'm going to change the subject, Eric. 
Well, we've been changing the subject so, the entire episode. This is a, a multiple I, I subject it's, episode. It's a free for all. So I, mm -hmm. I did want to mention today is um, or it's February, which is Black History Month. And it so um, did you know Black today, History Month? It is. Xavier. For those who didn't Thank know, Xavier, is, uh, even though I call him Javi, he's really not Hispanic. <laughs> Although he can celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month now, so he gets he gets two months. Uh, you know, by association, I I feel um, I, I feel like I've been immersed in the um, in the Hispanic community. I I want to say this before uh, before I move on, mm -hmm. but Grace is probably one of the most diversified children in her understanding of different cultures. Being immersed in the Hispanic culture, the Indian community, uh, mm -hmm. when we do when we do Garba every year. Grace now has traditional uh, Indian outfits that she'll wear when we go okay. to uh, Garba. But uh, Eric, did you know on February 3rd, on February this day, 3rd. the uh, Negro, Baseball, Negro Baseball League was founded uh, in 1920. I didn't know yes. that. 1920, so, February. 1920. Also, uh, 1861, uh, 1861, slavery. 1861, slavery. 1861, slavery. Ooh, I can't get that out. Slavery. Uh, was abolished slavery. in... Uh, District Slavery. of Columbia, right? So um, yes, we are celebrating Black History Month. Speaking of Black History Month, and can we reminisce again? You know, we, we can. <laughs> we we are in. I, I know where you're going with this. Wood. <laughs> <laughs> we are in an industry that is predominantly white. Yes, white old males. And white. Old white males. White males. That's old right. white males. Uh, yes. Old white males. And um, one thing. That I always had a ton of respect for you is you navigated, you've always navigated this industry very well. In fact, I remember this was probably back in like, man, I don't even know, like 2015 or 2016, maybe a little bit earlier. Uh, there was a, there's an organization, a uh, financial organization that you invited me to kind of, it was, I think it was a crawfish boil. And um, it was, mm -hmm. I would say it was, it was a time where you and I started to interact a lot more together. So you're like, hey, come, I'm the president of the organization. I think you were the president of the organization at the time. I was the president, uh, local, local chapter, president of local chapter. So you have a, a young black advisor is the. So wait, before you, before you go into that story, I'm going to give okay. the background on it. Okay. So I had, I had went to, I went to a national conference. And I'm in, I'm in Florida. We're in Orlando. And the conference starts off with, with an individual who stands up on stage. And the first thing he says is, I want you guys to look around and think about what you see. And so I'm, I'm, I'm looking around this room and I'm the only minority in this room. Were you really and, the and only black dude in five. that room? Yes, I was. Not only that, but there were, there were very few women. Mm -hmm. And I don't, there weren't any Hispanics and probably if I had to guess, I would say maybe five to eight uh, Asians in that room. There could have been Hispanics. You can't, so, I mean, Hispan some Hispanics, you know, some well, Hispanics can blend in or true, camouflage. True, true. You're, you're absolutely correct. So I retract that. But so this, this young guy stands up on, on the stage and, um, you know, after he gives us a second to think about it, he says, um, this is a room of stale, pale, and male people. And, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, I can't believe he just said that. 
And so he comes back and he says, this is an industry of, of old white men. And he said, our goal as a society should be to diversify us more. We want women and we want uh, people of color to begin joining into the industry. And so when I came back, when I left that, um, I took that at heart. And being on the national board at, at the time, part of what I set out to do was to begin to diversify the industry um, more. You know, I was looking for women. I, I was looking for minorities uh, to begin joining not only the organization, but to come into the financial services industry. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we started talking more. And I made it a goal when I came back to New Orleans, uh, the local chapter, let's go ahead and bring more color, more diversity to the organization. And you came to me, that bring, bring color. I, I came to you, <laughs> but it was also youth. We needed, we needed yeah. to grow Young. the organization um, and get younger people into the chapter. So I had a conversation last week Darby and I, Darby Bartholot and I, who's a current president, we sat back and, and we, you know, the comment that Darby said was, there's not that many people under the age of 50 mm-hmm. within the organization on a, on a local level. So, so but yes, my anyway, goal was to get the you context, in. I didn't know you had gone to some national meeting and there was some objective to, to diversify the, the, uh, the organization. But we drive up, we walk in and within like 10 seconds, I turned to you and I said, Oh my goodness, Xavier. I think we bring the average age to this room down to like 73 and you're the only black dude in this place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and what happened over the next two years? <laughs> we, we, uh, I mean, we, we brought on a, a you be- couple. You became president. Yeah, yeah. You made me the president. You became president. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, but um, I still, and we, we brought, I was going to say, I still think we have a, a problem in the industry just to get more representation of, uh, uh, it's getting better. It's gotten a lot better. I think there, there's a, there's a, mm-hmm. uh, there's a initiative just to diverse, just to bring in a diverse, uh, people as financial planners in our space. We've got a good friend who's an advisor out in California and he's, he's really involved in, uh, the CFP board and, uh, bringing diversity to to the CFP space. There's not many Black or Hispanic CFPs, but anyway, it is Black History Month, and uh, there's certainly things that we should mm-hmm. we should not just celebrate in in February, but certainly a time since we started with education, we'll end on we'll let's end on education. I think it's certainly a time where we can mm-hmm. learn from from our brothers learn and from the sisters past. about yeah about what it's what it's like, right? Uh, I think that's I think that's right. where true education starts is we start to understand we get to, we start to understand others' perspectives and uh, that becomes part of our and, story. And through understanding, it's it it's understanding everyone's situation. It's asking questions uh, with with an open mind and listening. You know, the one thing we do we could do better is listen, listen to other people's experiences. And I'll well, leave it you know, at I think that. it's really. I think it's really easy for us to make um, large kind of scale stereotype. I'm not necessarily talking in a negative way, right? Because stereotypes sometimes it, it's mm-hmm. it's helpful to stereotype in some some situations, right? Um, not all situations, but it, it's easy to say to to paint a people, whatever the people group is, in broad strokes. But when you start to right. live life and walk day by day 
with people of a different culture, you start to understand um, so much more about why things are the way they are. You start to understand why people mm-hmm. um, are the way they are, right? You, you talked about becoming embraced by Hispanics, right? You understand Hispanic culture in a way that, that you didn't four years ago. I understand um, black culture in a way that I didn't four years ago because of our relationship and our friendship. And um, mm-hmm. anyway, I don't, I don't know how we got on to this. This is the stuff about money podcast, but here, here's what's important. Let, let's bring it all together. I often say that um, as financial advisors, we measure net worth, right? Assets minus liabilities equal net worth. My stuff, everything I own minus everything mm-hmm. I owe. But what if we measured our net worth by the quality and quantity of relationships that we can build over our lifetime? Xavier, I have to say that my friend, you make me Warren Buffett because of our relationship. Because we've taken time to get to know each other. And I'm glad I could do that for you. There's not many men I, I've shoe shopped with, Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any closing thoughts? <sighs> oh my gosh. Go out, have a great day. You know, speak to someone. Go out there, listen to someone's story, talk to, talk to one person that you normally wouldn't have spoken to. When you walk in that building, say hello, because you never know what someone else is going through. You may just make their day. You never know. You never know. Y'all, y'all, thanks for those of you who stuck around for this, this free-for-all podcast episode. I hope that something we said is impactful, changes your life, and changes the life of, of someone. Just remember that money is a really important part of life. It touches just about everything that you do, and getting your money in order is uh, a noble uh, thing to want to do well with your money. Thanks for listening, y'all. Information presented and discussed on the Stuff About Money podcast is for educational purposes only and does not constitute direct financial advice. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advisor prior to implementing any strategies discussed. Eric Garcia and Xavier Angel's branch office is located in New Orleans, Louisiana. The branch phone number is 504-218-5479. Securities offered through Osaic Wealth Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through New Century Financial Group, LLC. A registered investment advisor. Osaic Wealth is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Osaic Wealth. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. 
But if you can't do any of them good, or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.